0: What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It's real Bucks talk. It's a Monday, uh, so that means we are doing a live stream. And as always, I'm Michael Plus. Join us, my co-host Mark Ramirez. Mark, uh, Lightning are up one nothing. I know a lot of fans probably watching that game uh, right now. It's going well. So, first of all, how you
1: doing? Uh, ready to talk some Bucks football? As always, but I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say this out loud. I don't blame them for watching the lightning game. Cause guess what? So are we currently right now? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just part of the Tampa theme. Like we're, we're not just buck fans. Yeah. We're, we're about buck super fans, but we're also hella big lightning fans too. So enjoy the game. If you find a way or find time to add some questions to the chat, go ahead and do it. We always greatly appreciate that. But let's talk some buck football while well, this is going to go into actually the intermission. So this is perfect timing. So I, let's, let's do this. So any big news you want to touch on before I bring up our, our big topic of debate?
0: Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, you know, obviously the, the thing with Tom Brady last week on, on that show, I think we discussed it, uh, last week's, uh, live stream, but we pretty much found out like, uh, it's been, I think there's a couple of different, uh, confirmations by different sources but you know some say it was the raiders that was the team that you know went away from him as as far as last minute signing Mm -hmm. uh and then the source that i trust the most says tennessee titans which actually makes sense because you know you look at the titans they had a a pretty solid team um and they you know they decided to go with ryan Tannehill, and that that kind of makes sense it's like you know why would you choose him over tom brady but um so you know that was something to to look at it was kind of intriguing um and then also tom saying on that show that you know this is pretty much the end like it's coming to an end as far as his career um so you know he wants to play a couple more
1: years but then he's gonna probably hang it up so hold on elaborate but, more on that uh, what, what do you mean by this is the i didn't see this article tell tell me about this
0: well it was, it was on that show uh, i don't know if you have hbo but it's uh you know on that show called the shop and it was, it was pretty interesting you know good conversation uh so it, it was just like him pretty much saying it yeah you know my career is going to be ending soon like i only have you know a couple more years and then that's that's going to be it so so i thought that was just you know good good stuff there on, on that on you know on that interview and then also some like fan news like you know training camp they're going to have um you know fans back in the uh, you know, this in the seats and the stands, but it's only going to be exclusive to, you know, season ticket holders. So I kind of feel bad for like, you know, the general public, you know, I wish they could, you know, find a way to get people in there too, but I understand it because of COVID protocols.
1: Okay. I I'm kind of, I'm just over this COVID protocol crap. I mean, they're a, they pushed that down your throat all last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a majority, if not, have that vaccine already. So why is it, this is to me seeming like more of a money gouge thing. Either you're a season ticket holder or you, you have no access. I mean, you know how many people would just go to training camp with their whole family? Cause it was free. Yeah. But now you're, you're charging or you just have to be a season ticket holder. This is kind of, it's getting to be ridiculous now. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. that's just a bad move to me. You're, yeah. you're trying to open it back up and, get everything back to normalcy and then you do this, that's, that was a shady move in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I agree. I I feel is correct. And I I think that one is wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I agree, especially because, you know, the stadium sold out, you know, general public, not going to really have an opportunity to get tickets unless you want to, you know, pay above market price and it's really expensive. And, you know, so yeah, I just kind of feel bad. It's like a double hit to, you know, most of the fan base who are not season ticket holders and they don't really have an opportunity to come out and, you know, see their team. So, you know, I just, I kind of, you know, I disagree with that move. I wish they would have thought about it a little bit more and and find a way to at least have, you know, one or two practices or, you know, at least a few where, you know, everyone can come out and, you know, see their team. So
1: I mean, I, I can understand this. I mean, I remember some training camps we went to where it was so packed where like they had to put people on the field. People were people were getting on the field in between the fields, right? Because it was so packed. Because they just needed space. So I can see that. I mean, limiting to a certain number, okay, I can see that. But saying it's only season ticket holders, I, mean, I honestly would think it's more people who aren't season ticket holders who are going than see right. like right. Wouldn't you think that? Are they going to charge for parking next over there? <laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh, and I I just I feel like you, you have the resources available, like you have a stadium where you can, you know, at least have a couple of practices over there. And I know they've done in the past where, you know, they've had stadium practices and you can really fill the place up. And I feel like that'd be a great opportunity to, you know, if you're really serious about getting money for charities and stuff like that, then I can understand maybe charging, you know, the $5 and you really gain a profit from that as far as, you know, to the charities that you want to donate to and you know that would just seem like a better cause and a better thought process but yeah i mean it is what it is uh but you know with the brady news i, I just thought there was there's a lot of good conversation there uh and it just shows that he is committed i think to playing out his contract which is two more seasons with us uh so i think it's a
1: it's a great opportunity to head for the buccaneers absolutely so talking tom brady uh i saw this Clip on the Pat McAfee show with uh Scotty Miller. So that's that's what I wanted to kind of bring up. Mm-hmm. So let's bring this up here. And this is kind of a cool snippet. This is something that um some people in the chat have been talking about in past live streams. It's more talking about how what was it? Was it BA system that Tom Brady just conformed to and it just started to come back, be- got get better throughout the season? Or was it finally BA which listening to Tom Brady and coming together and actually Becoming this offense that we all thought they could have been and this kind of elaborated more on it. So I'll just shut up and let them talk and let you guys kind of understand a little bit more into what what was going on with that offense. Let's hear. How long do you think that took for
0: either you and Tom or for Tom and most of the offense since he had to learn a new one there? Because people talk about going up to New England and not being able to understand the offense because Tom and the wide receiver and tight, everybody has to be on the exact same page without really saying anything. Is it similar in Tampa? And how long, like after that bye week, it felt like you guys really started going.
2: Yeah, 100%. It took a while just for Tom to kind of, Understand what what BA and Byron wanted to do, and them to understand what Tom wanted to do. Um, and once they kind of like messed it after the bye week, because it's hard to figure stuff out when you're just going, going, going every single week. But once you get time to um, settle in, you you can you can figure stuff out. So once that bye week hit, Tom really drove home stuff he wanted to do. BA they they came together, had a great plan. All us receivers understood what spots we were good at and what we were going to be playing going forward um and we just rolled from there we saw bits and pieces of success before the bye week but then after the bye week I mean we were rolling every single game
1: I mean just think about that it was literally they were like they didn't have time to add things throughout this during the season before the bye week obviously because it's week to week you're just trying to win games you don't have really time to sit there and say oh how can we break it down more how can we isolate matchups where can we get better right it's not mm. self-evaluation it gets continuously evaluating the other team to try and get better to beat them right There's Five weeks where you actually self-evaluate so i thought that was kind of cool and letting people m- more know what's going on what's your take on that
0: no you're right i mean it's um it's a week-to-week league and it's very much so. It's always on the move. You're you're trying to make adjustments, you're trying to make corrections throughout that week. But you also I mean the Bucks struggles was they had a quarterback who was learning the offense. He didn't really grasp it until, you know, we hit that bye week and he could really see what, you know, he was missing on. Yeah, he was getting he had stretches where he was going really well and then you saw some inconsistencies. We saw that with, you know, the Rams and the Chiefs games. Um obviously the Saints game uh, just nothing really clicked, uh, but yeah, once they get into that, into the bye week, and they they saw what they were doing and saw you know what they needed to fix, and yeah, everything clicked after that. And but yeah, I mean, it's everything's moving so fast, uh and it's it's really hard to really sit down and and you know take the time to really you know think about what's what's going on with the offense and, and until you have that bye week where you can really study it and really perfect it and once they did i mean it was lights out
1: right like scotty miller kind of elaborates a little bit more on that here and it's
2: always good to hear it Uh, did like how big of a change was it did it did you have to almost like learn a new playbook like what was the change really yeah, uh, I mean, like, some of the plays we were running during camp and, like, some of our basic plays where we weren't going to run anymore and we are going to install some of Tom's stuff. But we still had, like, the basics of the offense
1: was still be- – I, mean, I think it's kind of cool also that he said the basic stuff, they threw out. And they're like, okay, we're going to add this in with Tom's stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Again, like, BA and Leftwich listening, like, okay, Tom, I guess your 20-something years is has some warrant, some some, some weight to it, right? So yeah. let him keep talking.
2: BAs and and Byron's and that whole philosophy and and like you saw like go deep before halftime that's their philosophy let's take shots which I love it's perfect for a guy like me um but then we also like so many so many more checks at the line um because before we didn't
1: before we even talk about that checks in the line is that a good thing plus
0: oh yeah definitely I mean you saw that you know as they progress again motion and play action uh audibles and I think again it goes back to Tom just learning the offense. He really didn't have an opportunity to make the right checks because maybe he didn't have, you know, the place to go to memorize or down or like he, you know, usually he does. Um, so that's what makes it so fun this offseason because he's gonna know the offense and a lot of things are gonna be a lot crisper and more effective and execution. I think is gonna be at a, a very good level.
1: Right. Especially you're under the under the ropes, kind of understanding where everyone's at. The receivers already knew where they were supposed to be. It's more Tom making his checks and them understanding that. Let's keep right. playing. I
2: was kind of just like line up, read the defense, and, and do your job. But then Tom was really, you know, trying to figure out man or zone and get a lot of indicators. Like quarterback, too. Like I'm sure you saw Peyton; he was the master of that. Um, so just kind of implemented that type oh, of stuff. Tom. And um, once we did that, I mean, we were very difficult to stop.
1: We. So I mean, it's just kind of going. Yeah, they're going to talk about, about something else, but. Touching on that, like he mentioned, the motions, helping out read the defense better, hmm. when BA and Leftwitch's scheme is, it was more simplified, don't move anything, don't move any parts, have the, the quarterback read it post-snap. And Tom just said, listen, I I'm, I know my best attribute is reading pre-snap and then having a better idea what the hell to expect post-snap. And that's a big deal where I think maybe, I don't, people may get mad at us for saying that, or me for saying this, Maybe he was just kind of holding back because of what Winston was. He's just like, okay, let me just not make any moving parts. Let me just make this a simplified thing. See it, throw it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because if you have any moving parts, you're going to start thinking too much. A guy like Tom Brady knows what to expect. I mean, you can't really confuse him. It's going to be kind of hard to do it, even though. So yeah. he uses that to his advantage. He, he's moving pieces around. So I don't know why they waited that long. Or maybe Tom literally did he is that gracious of a guy or maybe i don't know maybe he was just like you know what i'll try this i'll see if i can master it and if it doesn't then okay now i know what things i can add to start attacking the other team because i know in this system i can utilize this maybe it was something like that
0: no that's a good point i i think you're you're on the right track there because like i said you know tom You know, it was a process for him learning the offense again, didn't have an off season last year. He didn't have really a training camp and, you know, trying to learn a a brand new offense for the first time in 20 years. Like that's a, that's a big challenge. And he was pretty much, you know, we, we seen other players say it, they're pretty much on the fly. And that's pretty much what Scotty Miller was saying. Like they were learning, you know, together with Tom and there was a lot of things that the pace or the, the timing just wasn't there. Uh, and I think it was mainly because not that Tom didn't know where to go with the football. I think it was just understanding, okay, certain guys here, like getting to your second and third reads. And then once he figured out that and the timing got quicker, I mean, we saw the ball get out of Tom's hands. I mean, like it was like a snap of the fingers, um, very quick. And like, you could see he was reading the defense a lot better. Blitzes weren't getting to him you know, as often and protection was better. Everything started to pick up because, and, and that goes into the motion, the play action, all that stuff helps, helps a quarterback. So to your point, I think it, yeah, maybe it was a little overthinking by the coaching staff. I mean, we yeah. said, we said that last year, you know, <laughs> they were kind of, they were kind of overthinking it at beginning of the season. It's yeah. like, you know, you're so good at play action. You're, you know, you're good at two tight end sets and using the motion with the receivers. Like, that's stuff you got to continue to do. They figured that out. And they won eight, what was it? Eight games in a row. Yeah. Eight games yeah. in a row to to finish the year. And you know, Jack Trudel makes a great point. Tom and no huddle. That's yeah. something I think we'll definitely see uh this season because he knows what he's doing. And yeah, it should be
1: fun. I Got a couple points that you were saying, but uh <clears throat> damn plus maybe forget now. Oh, what? sorry. No, but more about the system and everything. So I think Tom Brady also motioning things. It wasn't just motioning to see what the defense is doing. He's also motioning that like Gronk over to help out with blocking. I mean, it's not just how do I attack downfield. It's also how do I buy myself more time? Mm-hmm. So I think Tom just takes it to a whole other level where BA's is like, oh, it's just a tack downfield. Tom's thinking, okay, I want to – Attack downfield, but also not lose the ball, not get sacked, protect myself. He's, I think he just took it to a level where he's like, listen, I, I know you want to attack certain areas, but unless I'm, I'm upright, I can't do this. That's why you saw Gronk blocking a lot more. I saw why you saw like, yeah, the checks of the, the line to run. How often hmm. do we run? We ran a whole lot more. Right. I think a lot of that is Tom and even BA throughout the season said, Oh no, Tom made that check. Tom made that play. I mean, I, it's, you don't want to be salivating over, oh, Tom Brady's the go. But I mean, he is. There's reasons why he's done it so many times in a row. He just does things consistently right. It doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes making insane plays. It's just making the simple play simple. Don't overthink it like the Bucs coaching staff does. That's something where us as fans and y'all in the chat, like we we get a little bit scared because sometimes they, they try and do pretty things. Sometimes they try and, beat themselves almost instead of beating the other team. And it's, it's stupid. Like if you have a mismatch attack it and don't stop attacking it until the other team does something about it. Mm-hmm. And you have plenty of mismatches on this team. So continue doing it, please. Yeah. Um, and
0: that, yeah. And that adds to, you know, the motioning again, it's like, you know, once Tom understood, you know, how this offense works, he was motioning players to get them in, in advantage, like, you know, mismatches and, and that nature. So, yeah, I, it's um, it's very good to hear the players talk about that, and I think everyone understood. Like, okay, Tom's gonna be fine because Tom's Tom wins with his mental side. We all know that. Like, he's not gonna win with his athletic traits. It's yeah. it's all mental for him. That's how he's the best. Um, he sees things before others see it, and yeah. so once he got up to up to speed with everything that he needed to do, and like the timing started getting there with the players and got consistency and just understood they finally understood what their strengths were as an offense. You know, that's when everything started to explode. I think we really saw that, especially in the second half against Atlanta. It seemed like everything started click that game. And uh and then it was it was just
1: going on fire from there. Oh so I remember this the other thing. I remember uh John Leonard from Peter Report always asking Leftwich every like game, you're great at play action. Why don't you run it? You're, you're tops in the league in play action. Why don't you run it? And he just came with his same generic repeated answer. And this was all before the bye week. After the bye week, he never really asked it because they were doing it all the time. So it's like that's that's the part of um, the Bucks coaching staff that we're scared of. It's like clearly there's something you're really good at and you just don't do it. It took Tom Brady to come in there in the bye week and tell you to, no, we need this. It's working. I mean, that's. I hope they don't start the season off next year, back to oh, let's just do this. Hopefully, Tom Brady's feet are that much into the, the sand, so to speak. That no, we're going to do things both ways. Tom Brady NBA's way slash left, which however you want to see it, and it's just a perfect marriage, and we continue on with this path. But uh, before we keep going on, let's actually mention our sponsor jump over to them actually i to have to jump over there and oh i lied now let's get our sponsor in here uh so y'all have heard us talk about them symbol what is that the stock market for sports i mean it's a cool awesome concept we've we brought the ceo owner of all this stuff to kind of talk about it if you want to go check that out go check on our our channel look for symbol it's simple, literally what it is. How does it work? Sports betting is fun. Investing in stocks, mark and the stock market is great. And Symbol has created a way for you to enjoy both of those at the same time. Only with Symbol, you can trade teams like stocks and earn cash when your teams win. So think about this concept. Find your favorite team. You got the Buccaneers, whether or some someone over here was a a Dolphins fan. I mean, hey, whatever, whoever your favorite team is, get it. And what happens when your team wins? You get. Cash payouts, $0.50 per NFL team. If you're a Magic fan, like from Orlando or something, great. If you're a Rays fan, you get $0.05 per win. So there's 182 or 62 games in MLB season. That's why it's lower. It's just another way to kind of get involved in your team and feel awesome when your team wins because, I mean, you're getting win payouts for that. So that's awesome. Uh, Then you can trade teams like stocks. Again, if you're one of those traders, do day trading or whatever the heck it is, it brings that aspect into it too. So you can buy low, sell high. So rated teams to the market and find hidden gems. The market under, undervalues. And it's a 24-7, 365 day a year thing. And it's this is cool. I mean, overall, it's a fun concept. So passionate fans can get even more passionate into their team. So if you want to learn more about it, hit that play button on symbol.com, symbol.app, and check it out. I mean, it's something we really liked. If you want to sign up, use our link down below. It's in the description. Help support the channel that way. Mm-hmm. but uh let's keep talking to buccaneers actually just go to some questions of here before we go to the next one okay um oh it?
0: also guys on on the symbol uh i invested a stock in the orlando magic and i'm probably pretty sure it went down because they lost <laughs> in the lottery so i'm pretty sure i lost some points i haven't checked it yet but i'm pretty sure that declined but symbol is just a, a fun way to keep involved with your favorite team so yeah be sure to check it out and you know, like Mark said, use our link. You get a ten dollar deposit right away by signing up. So, very cool. But yeah, let's get some uh, questions in here. I think someone had a trade uh, question.
1: Who's the first buck this season to get traded, if any?
0: Ronald Jones.
1: Ooh, really? Ouch! <laughs> Before the season or during? Uh, the season?
0: It would probably be during the season. I don't, I don't know. That's just one name I'll throw out there, just because again he's cheap, one year deal. Uh, a very uh, a talented running back, and teams always need running backs. So if they were going to trade him, but that would be with the scenario where Keyshawn Vaughn really comes on, and he he's like the dude. Like they really feel like he could take over. That hurt me a little bit. Throw that fast too. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Yeah. USC. I would say either him or another option would be Leonard
1: Fournette. I could see him being traded too. Yeah, I can I can see. I can see that mm-hmm. now that you're talking about it again, depending on Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm going to stick with uh cam Bray. Yep. I mean, just because of his contract, because he's a, he's a starter, he is a starter. And it's like, where do you
0: fit him? And he's on a one-year deal too. I mean, they reworked his deal. So, I mean, he's making a, a reasonable amount of money right now. And yeah, he would be a very viable option for some team that needs a tight end. And, you know, could be a, a very, valuable option Um and maybe get you, I would say a third to fifth round
1: pick. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I mean, in that fashion, I can understand the Rojo trade more because he can't catch the ball. Right. Maybe he comes out and catches a little better, but still like moving forward, you're going to have to pay that dude. And Brady's already getting paid What he's going to get paid. He may even take a pay cut next year. If he do, does want to sign back, mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, I just think that based on how packed that room is, I don't see us trading off of the linemen.
0: Could also, yeah. I mean, you could also say, uh, you know, maybe Antonio Brown could be a trade option. You know, Scotty Miller.
1: And Tom's going to say, that's my my dude. Just leave him alone. Scotty Miller could
0: be an option. Uh, You could look at maybe a Tyler Johnson. I know there was the talk of him maybe being a potential cut, which I don't see, but, you know, I know it was just a topic. Like people have to talk about something, but you know, you look at the strength of the receiver and we just did a, a film study on Tyler Johnson. So, um, you know, that
1: could be an interesting scenario. <laughs> so Raymond's smart, most likely Rojo won't be resigned. So it makes sense for that angle. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we don't like paying running backs either. He's going to, he, he's worthy of a, a giant pay increase. Should we be the team that does that for a one dimensional type of running back? No. Yeah. Or you redraft his replacement. Keyshawn Bond, if Fournette continues to do these one-year deals, you don't really need a lead Belkow in the league anymore. So no, don't. I'm fully with that. And then I like this Danny over here. What's up, man? Wow. Plus bringing the Thor hammer. Oh, you know right. it, man. I was watching
0: Ragnarok
1: uh, the other day, so it's a great movie. All right. Uh, so that's kind of a good question. Bigger ceiling, Lenny or Rojo? I still feel it's
0: Rojo again. If he can just find a way to just be comfortable catching the football, and and, and be consistent pass blocking. I mean, the dude's all star running back as far as running. Like he, we know he can run. Uh, he he's good at that. No problem there. Uh, it's just the other things to keep him on the field. If if he can find a way to be that just a little bit better in those areas. It doesn't have to be great. It can just be average. Like if he's if he's like average to
1: above average, he'd be fine. Yeah, but this thing. I mean, this is gonna be year four, is it? Year five, year four. Year four, yeah. 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 If he
0: hasn't learned it now, he's not gonna learn it, right? So yeah. that's
1: yeah. Uh, and then Bud Campbell's added the pass blocking really hurts Rojo. He's gotten he better though. He has gotten better it's credit.
0: improved again. It's still not there. So there's, there's lapses at times. Um, and it almost cost Tom, like, you know, there was a lapse in the green Bay game that, you know, caused an interception. So, you know, there's just, there's little things that you just got to be a little bit better at.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, sell high, it's always a big thing. I mean, we're mm-hmm. just already talking about it with symbol. Yeah. Sell high, <laughs> right? if, yeah. if he's off to a great start again and hell, Dare I say like the Titans get a two-headed monster with him and Derrick Henry. That'd be pretty disgusting. I mean, that's a good running team. Or hell, I wouldn't even mind trading them to the Falcons. That they look like they're going to be a running team. with They got the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator now. So you never know. But, I mean, if someone's willing to give you something of high value, like a high pick or mm. an additional offensive lineman, or something that'll help your team, okay. I don't see them trading prior to the season yeah. at all. But, Let's see. I mean, that, that, this is all a make-believe scenario too. Hell, we can yeah, literally all go somewhere else later. So yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's definitely hypothetical. Um Personally, I don't feel they'll really, you know, try to trade anyone. They're going to try to keep everyone they can. They want to repeat. Uh So they want to keep the depth as strong as possible because they know, you know, injuries do happen. And yeah. let's be honest, we did get, we get, we were pretty lucky last year with the injuries, so uh for the most part. And you know, they hope that continues and you want to have the strongest team you can. So I think they'll keep, you know, the core together. I don't see them trading any of those kind of pieces that will be critical for them repeating. I could see them maybe adding someone from the outside if it's a potential trade or free agent, um, depending on who goes down. So that's always a possibility. There's a lot of good free agents still out there. Um, that's what people forget because of the salary cap and the hit it took there's a lot of good players available still Um,
1: so you got to remember that too I mean you're dead on about got lucky with the injuries I mean Mike Evans injury right before the playoffs our last game I think everyone who saw it was like oh shit he's out he's done I mean it looked like it. it's knee hyperextended back it was him planting all his weight onto it I was like uh that don't look too good (laughs) no And somehow he literally plays the next week. I don't I don't get it. He's he's one that literally plays through like almost everything, and it's crazy. I mean, our offensive line itself. I mean, yes, Kappa went down the game before the Super Bowl, but Marpet had a couple games he had off. Mm-hmm. But there was no huge like layoff of like six, seven weeks. It was more like one, two weeks, people were back. And then Stinney right. playing in the Super Bowl was insane. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't that much of a drop off. Crazy. Uh, but, yeah, the, the injuries are a huge concern. That's why you do want to keep everyone. It's hard to do it, but, hell,
0: <laughs>
1: if you're doing it right now, why even bother breaking up a good thing? And if it, if it was a trade, like um, what Campbell is saying here, I think if they do trade, it'd be more towards the deadline. And I think it'd be something small, like how they did with uh, Steve McClendon, a small veteran pickup that they know can fill a void or fill a little – um spot where they like okay maybe we need a little bit more help or more depth i don't think it's going to be a big oh let's trade away for a big piece that we need to make a run at right Right. because we really have all the big pieces yeah
0: no i i agree there um you know let's say you know for for whatever reason well i don't want to put this in existence so i'm not going (laughs) to say uh (laughs) yeah i i'll agree like if they can find you know, dev pieces off the street, they're, they're going to do that. And we've seen Jason light do it before where he gets guys off of waivers, you know, whether it be like a Carl Nassip or, you know, finding a Cambry, you know, stuff like that. Um, Adam Humphreys a few, you know, years ago. Um, so yeah, I think we're in a great spot. I mean, we said that time and time again, this is a great roster that they put together Jason light, can't give enough credit to him. I mean, he's been doing great things. I think he's just continuing to get better and better. He's having a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know if, if anyone I don't know if anyone saw him on uh Twitter last night. He was chopping it up with the loose cannons and you know, talking about their road trips that are coming up. So uh it was pretty pretty cool to see that. Um, so yeah, he's just he's enjoying life. BA, same thing. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a great combination that they have. And you know, I just can't wait to see. I'm excited for for this training camp and preseason to really see these rookies, you know, see who, who comes up and makes an impact, Who, you know, really see, like, if there is any changes to the starting lineup or is it going to stay,
1: you know, status quo? I mean, with Jason Light, I mean, you work hard, you play hard, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we literally keep bringing the roster back. That's working hard. Mm. Drafting the way he did. I mean, there's there's still potential to get better with the draft he just took. Right. I mean, it's insane. That's working hard. So you, right now there's a lull in between the season startup. And right now, what is it, what is he supposed to do? He's, he has his staff looking at the future and future drafts, looking at, like you just mentioned, there's free agents that are on, on the cusp, on the wing. Mm -hmm. Do we have money available? No, but if we (laughs) did or an injury happens, who could be our first look at? I mean, I I think he's doing what he needs to do. He's just having fun with it, not necessarily just joking around. He's just listen. What what else is him? What else? What else is there for him to do right now? Yeah. And it's not immature. It's just him kind of going with the fans, uh, actually being involved with a fan base that was away for so long and now is back. Make sure you keep him. Yeah. Right. I mean, what better way than interacting with that fan base? I mean, yeah. I think
0: definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just cool. I mean, he's interacted with us before, you know, and and, and DM yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it's just awesome that, you know, he's a guy that truly cares. And it showed in his just process of, of drafting people. Like we've seen he's fine players that really love the game of football. And I think that's been his biggest change since twenty sixteen. Obviously, that was the dud year, you know, with Vernon Hargraves. Vernon just he didn't love football. Um you know, he, he thought he was entitled, he was talented and just didn't work out. And you shift that to 2017 and on, like he really found guys that truly loved the game. And, uh, it was just <laughs> nine slackers. I love it. Thanks right. Raymond. Um, but he just found guys that truly loved the game. And you look at this class recently and you just hear the people talk, the interviews like Joe Tryon, that guy lives and briefs football, yeah. Kyle Trask, same thing. Uh, Robert Haynesy sounds like a 15-year veteran already like the guy just I mean typical Notre Dame offensive lineman and then you look at you know Jalen Darden just nasty dog like he just he wants it man and very hungry KJ Britt etc Grant Stewart can't say enough about that guy and Wilcox again he just very passionate so I feel like that's been the biggest difference uh, with this team finding guys that just really love the game and you know, they just want to be great. And we, we see that on the field, like this young core that we have, it's, uh, and it's coming together.
1: And these guys know it's a business too. It's not just, I want to be the best. They're, they know, okay, I I got to perform, but also win on, on the field. And it's not just at being the starter at wide receiver. It's being the team player, being the role player, finding where I fit in and doing the best I can at that position. And I, I think it's, awesome that they all bought into that and then bringing in Tom Brady to it, it was the perfect marriage. But also, I mean, looking back at Jason light, like you were mentioning 2016 mm-hmm. looking at, yeah, right now he's interacting with fans, kind of joking. That you saw him, him drinking during the, the celebrations, everything really showing out his emotion, yeah. even during like um, NFL network show, the good morning show I forgot what it was. But I mean, during the bad years, you could tell like literally just the emotion on his face, like, he's upset. He knows he wants to win. He, he's drafting talent. He literally could see it, him telling you what he wants. Want player, he would tell you every every offseason. We want players that want to win, that are committed to the game, that love the game more than just thinking it's a profession. Like, he literally wrote it out for years and years. And people are like, oh, he's Robert Aguayo. That's all they think of. Robert Aguayo. Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. Trash. Get rid of him. It's like, do you not see what he's putting together? Yeah, the Vernon Hargraves, the Noah Spence. I mean, that little some of them you gotta throw away, right? So no one is a hundred percent, no one not a hundred percent in anything you do. So he's just taking shots, and the dude just got kept getting better and more accurate with the shots, which I thought was awesome. Uh yeah, so I guess yeah, people were saying in the in the chat about who scored. Yeah, I think it was a Coleman deflection with Gord scoring the goal. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, but Danny Danello, good question or good answer. The running game will be used more this year to control the time of possession in games than jump out on teams as the offense really finds its potential. What do you think on that one?
0: Yeah, I, I think we'll have an uh, opportunity to really see the running game work in the second half. Um, you know, and like you said, like Danny says, you know, time of possession. I think that's something they definitely want to do. Uh, keep their defense off the field as much as possible, and and really just. You know, they're going to, they're going to get up early. And then I think grind teams down and uh, really wear them out. Uh, So, yeah, I think that that'll be something of a change. Uh, It's kind of like, kind of like the late nineties, early 2000 bucks where, you know, they found a way to get that lead and then just hold on. But I think this team will run away from people uh, to put it in uh, those
1: terms. (laughs) I mean, I hope it does happen. I mean, Realistically, with our roster, the way it is, and then the signal caller we have leading these guys, you almost assume that's what should happen. It's not like, I hope it happens. It should. Again, it's basing off what we talked about earlier. Danny, I'm surprised you didn't chirp in. Maybe you came in later. But we're talking about coaching staff holding us back. Will it just be the B.A. left-witch offense, or will it be Tom Brady's union into that offense? We kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. If you didn't listen, go back, check it out later. But, I mean, I'm hoping that Union stays strong. We keep moving forward. Brady keeps doing those checks at the line, motioning, all that fun stuff because this, this team could be extremely fun to watch all season long. and We all could be giving high fives, jumping into the crowd to so even know who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. And I hope that happens. I hope that, <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and, and to the coaching staff point, I mean, that is – that's the X factor. It's like, are we going to see going into this season? Are we going to see the, a lot of runs on, you know, first and 10 again, and like play that game where, you know, just continue to see the same thing. Where we're running the ball in first, first down and not using a lot of motion or play action. Um, you know, not utilizing the, the tight ends that we have. Uh, so hopefully they've learned from that and they, they just look at what they did the last eight weeks and they can just make adjustments you know, with that being said, and just continue to stay aggressive in the first half because they did a lot. Um, you know, obviously that Detroit game, I just look at that one. I know it was a bad defense, but the way they call that game, that's how they have to play it every week. I mean, come out throwing, come out aggressive, get points early, and then really just take it to them running the football. And uh, I think that's where hopefully they see that and continue to to do so.
1: I mean, let's not forget that we we almost gave away that Packers game. Oh yeah, three straight possessions. Right? If 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 Rogers actually does run that in, like, <laughs> well, like, Devin White would have killed him. Let's well, be honest. Maybe, but maybe I his arm know. breaks off and gets an end zone. I mean, maybe that could have <laughs> been a touchdown. You never know, right? But, I mean, but seriously, like we we almost gave that damn game away. Yeah, our first half was great. Ended off before halftime, like Scotty Miller mentioned before, with a bang, but. We literally did nothing that second half. And we're like, Oh no, here. No, no, we want you to, uh, hey, try to try and win. So, I mean, it's so there's plenty of room for improvement. And that's a scary thing considering how good we really are. Right. There's plenty of room. Like you just said, another year of Tom Brady under the system. Now he can make his checks. Like Jack said earlier, imagine no huddle. Mm-hmm. Those three things. Holy hell. I mean, last year could have been a joke Compared to what this year could be, especially with 17 games, holy hell, what numbers can you really throw up? I mean, can, are we expecting numbers of Brady when he had Wes Welker, Randy Moss, like that type of numbers, or are we just expecting to just win barely? I, I'm thinking, I don't know if he's to that. Could he ever do that again? I don't know. <laughs> I, I all the time, Tom Brady defies it all the time, but with this, the way that the trajectory of this should be going and the amount of weapons he has it's scary i mean to me it really is scary oh yeah good way yeah
0: no it is a good way um yeah i think the execution i mean that's the biggest thing i think we're going to see is just it being more effective more efficient uh and obviously tom knowing where he needs to go with the football is going to make a huge help and and obviously the complement of weapons that we have the running game the, the offensive line being more cohesive again this offensive line now going in pretty much the same unit besides the right tackle, you know, and Tristan worse going into his second year. So, you know, he's going to be better. I don't know how he can be better, but he's going to be better. Same thing with, um, you know, Alex Kappa and Alex Kappa is going to continue to grow. And you also have Aaron Stinney, who's going to provide that competition. Uh, you got Robert Hainsy, who's going to come in and add some interior depth too. Um, and then also you have like, you know, your Josh Wells and, you know, a couple other guys, but, yeah, it's it's a good unit, and obviously we we see of the what could be, you know, with OJ Howard, yeah. uh, if he's fully not, healthy, you know, so, you know, so and and Gronk's going to be more energized and more in shape, so that's going to make a difference. And obviously Cam Bray, he's going to know his role and what he can be, and we we saw what kind of weapon he can be used as, as far as that slot receiver slash, you know, kind of H back type of role. Um, kind of like a Chris Cooley where you know yeah. utilize him in motion or utilize him, you know, just in the middle of the field. And Tom loves that. So those things are going to be good. Um, but, you know, just getting to a question up here, you know, talking about the return job. I, you know, yeah. X1K, K. do I, I don't think we're going to keep eight receivers. That's not going to happen. Oh. I think it. I think it's six. And I, I think that will probably be the final number, maybe seven. But I don't think they go that that deep uh i think it's going to be six and and Darden most likely is going to be your six guy um and i don't i don't see mickens or watson you know making it um it just you know it's a numbers game and i think they'll feel happy with other opportunities they could get somewhere else
1: because the depth is just so damn good could I, i he never did it in college i don't think but, I mean, could you see Darden, I mean, even trying to be a... He's not long enough. Never mind. I would say he's going to be a gunner, but he's not long enough to do it. I think it's more with Wilcox. He's fast I,
0: enough. I mean, he, he's, I, fast he's fast enough fast. to... Yeah, plenty of fast to be a potential gunner. Um, I'm not sure if they'll use him in that role, you know?
1: It's... Oh, where is he going to fit this thing? Like, how you could tip be that low in the roster for a wide receiver, you got to be able to play special teams. Oh yeah. It's not yeah, just
0: for it's, her, but you got to find some way, right? Same with Tyler Johnson. I mean, he's going to have to really amp his game up on special teams. Um, it know, isn't his game. <laughs> right. Well, he's going to have to find a way to be on there, whether it's, you know, protection or
1: whatever he's got to do. He's going
0: to have to do it. Yeah.
1: That's as part of the game within the game. The, like the bottom roster, you're going to have to do it. I know we just put a video out on him. I mean, he's got potential. Let's be honest. Like he's like a mold of like Chris Godwin and more of a possession receiver. Like he's good. I mean,
0: I, he reminds me of a quicker Keyshawn Johnson. Um, Not as, not as big, not as big as Keyshawn was, but he just reminds me of how he moves and he's just very smooth. Like it's just effortless and how he moves with his precision and route running. Uh, And he under, he's a very smart player. You know, obviously he he has to win with his mental game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember someone saying pre-draft that he was like a Stevie Johnson. Like okay, that's a pretty good comparison. Stevie yeah. Johnson Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually pretty good because he wasn't a speed guy. He's more shifty, can make you miss by route running. Yeah, that's, Tyler Johnson has that big time. He doesn't have mm-hmm. a breakaway, but he, he can get open. Right, I agree. Zones, like if you guys saw our film study, that man can read a zone, get his head around, like. Well, Again, Tom Brady's throwing this guy the ball with confidence
0: mm-hmm.
1: after like the fifth read, knowing he's going to get to a spot. That's that's saying. That's telling. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's go over here. What was this, Johnny Dean? I'm glad to have you part of the chat. Welcome aboard. Uh, plus is hundred percent right about something. I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> well, it's probably
0: just the coaching staff and how we need to be aggressive. You know, utilize the play action.
1: Uh, and then Johnny again. Howard's the biggest if on the team that everyone always counts as a given. Oh, yeah. yep. I mean, he's, he's got to prove it. it. Every year. Every damn year he's hurt. Uh, let's see. I can't count out. I can't count how many times Tom ran the hurry up offense and just demolished teams. Not sure about Evans being able to keep up and reading defenses. That's one of Evans' shortcomings in his opinion. What hmm. about that?
0: Uh I guess he's talking about, you know, potentially Mike getting tired or yeah. I think Mike's in great shape this offseason. So I think I think he's definitely taking better care of his body. I hopefully the hamstring things are you know in the past. Uh reading defenses, I, I think Mike reads the defense fine.
1: Um I think he's a very talented receiver. I think it's more like having them together on what they both see on the field. Uh, yeah. Because I mean Yes, Evans did have some lapses. I mean, let me try and think. Remember the the, the Kansas—I think it was the Kansas City game where he kept going. It should have been a quick turnaround, and he just kept going up. And Brady just threw it to the ground. And it was interception. So yeah. things like that, the, the misfires—the uh, first game of the season against Saints. But again, that's first game. Yeah, they got better as the season went on.
0: I think that so, comes with just experience. And so again, these guys playing together, I think that will improve. I mean, we already, you know, heard. Chris Godwin talk about timing's already better. So I, I feel like that'll, that'll definitely come around.
1: All right. So uh, Raymond, who would have thought we'd be in position already to have teams jumping all over each other to claim our waiver.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be talented guys like go. So yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Hey, I, I, you hope you can hold them all practice squad guys. Poor, and poor, I gotta say it's poor Josh Rosen. That dude, everywhere he goes, a better player comes up. Like, <laughs> Sam Fran claimed him, claimed him off our practice right. squad,
0: gave him an extension too. They I signed
1: him. Do draft yeah, a court. Trey Lance? Yep. Jeez, poor guy. He, uh, he I think he's he's, he's fine. He's he's You're gonna united. be fine.
0: <laughs> he's gonna be okay. He's no, got that con- coming here. Yeah, he's got that contract. He'll be fine again. Play the Ryan Griffin role. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't
1: work out. Hey, he he comes from money. He knows how to invest. He's he knows what he's doing with his money. Yeah, it'd so be fine. We talked a whole lot about offense. Let's kind of touch on a little bit of the defense. It was part of the actual video we we're showing earlier. Let's bring that up too. Boom. All right. So this is now Scotty or actually Pat McAfee actually mentioning the defense and how they're probably the bigger, I guess variable that would put the Buccaneers closer to that undefeated team or undefeated season that a lot of people keep mentioning with this roster. Let's actually talk about this. Oh,
0: no, go ahead.
1: When the evolution would happen, that late
0: bye week, I assume, delayed it a little bit. But on the other side of that thing, you guys were a fucking buzzsaw. And that defense, by the way, your defense is so damn good. I think that's why the thought of going undefeated is real because your team – Seems to be absolutely stacked. I mean, that yeah, that has crazy. to be a great feeling, you know?
2: Yeah, we got like a we literally had, like a star at like every single position, and then the depth is just tremendous too. They've done a great great job drafting. So I mean, like you said, the Saints game, we were kind of struggling on offense that playoff game, um, but our defense had like I think like three picks or something. I mean, they were just constantly giving us the ball back. Saints couldn't do anything. Like was uh, I mean they they did a great job.
1: So giving homage to the the defense, talking up the other side of the ball. And that's literally what they're saying. Like, we talked a whole 48 minutes about this offense. But the defense is <laughs> <was> always the <laughs> – we did. Yeah. Literally, what won us the Super Bowl, to be honest. I mean, you hold Patrick Mahomes, the best offense in the league, just behind the Raiders or the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But the best – probably the best quarterback of today. Baby mm. Goat, as they call him. Mm-hmm. To nine points. Didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't do that. The defense did that. And they still are going to get, oh, they're not that good. You can still attack them. Secondary sucks. (laughs) They're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, the defense is good to potentially great. And they have a chance to be great this season. I think from the start to the end, uh, especially look at at Devin White uh, and you know, we'll probably have a, a film study coming on him soon. I mean, he's just, he's legit. Um, the, 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 the leap that he's taken, you know, him and Levante, David together. we already done a film study on Levante. I mean, just showing how, just how good he is, how how quick they are. They just cover so much ground. They are erasers um, out there and they really make this defense go, obviously with them two and then Vita Veya right there in the middle. It causes a lot of havoc. You have him and 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 Sue, and then you just have the edge rushers that just eat because they're they're single match matchups like, you know JPP and, um you know Shaq Barrett. And I saw you know someone on YouTube said JPP is going to get 100 sacks. I mean, yeah, he he'll probably get it this year. What does he need? Eleven. Eleven. So, yeah, very possible he gets it. Um, especially if Vita's in there healthy. And then, you know, the secondary, I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, critical thoughts on them and like, you know, a lot of comments and a lot of, you know, things. Okay, they could be better at this, but that secondary unit is very fast and very, very athletic and long and they make things difficult Um, and they got better as the year just continued to progress. And I think once they went after the bye week, I mean, everything clicked and they were playing lights out playoffs they were outstanding um you know really they didn't have a bad game in the playoffs i don't think so yeah defense the, the defense should be talked about a lot more uh because they're really they're gonna they're gonna take this team to where it needs to be
1: i think the only game that they i thought they should have been better was the washington football team game i mean i was like we're letting this guy that Larry's never started a game just about just throw around all over us. I and mean, he did make some good throws. I'll give him that, but mm-hmm. like, come on guys, get in there, do something. He was more mobile than who we face. But, uh, but other than that, I mean, the defense stepped up, did their job. That was without Vita Vea though. Let's be honest. Yeah. So he is really that big. Of a also team. without
0: Devin white. And it just yeah. shows you how Devin white is so critical. Um, Just what he does. I mean, if Devin white's in there and it's not Kevin mentor, the quarterback probably gets killed in that game and he probably doesn't make as many plays um so yeah those are two big pieces i mean you have those stars in there it the and, damn <laughs> yeah I mean it, it creates everything for the secondary um and yeah there were some miscommunications in the secondary in that washington game for sure uh but you saw they locked it in when they went against the saints and oh yeah yeah it was just it was dominant and and then Green Bay. They made big stop after big stop when they had to, especially in that second half when there was three straight turnovers by the Bucks. And, you know, making those key critical stops. Uh it's it's why. And then the Super Bowl, they had their best game ever. They put everything together, dominated an offense that couldn't do shit against us. And it was just it was fun to see. I mean, Patrick Mahomes running for his life
1: literally and just couldn't do anything. I mean, it was a perfect storm. Like we have two great edge rushers and they had no offensive tackles to block them. And then not to mention Vita, Vea and Sue are pushing the middle of the pocket. There was just nowhere for them to give Mahomes any, any protection. And then they just dropped balls that would hit him in the hands or in the helmet. So it was a perfect storm. Don't get me wrong. Like they did their job. That's what, that's all you ask any player to do. Just do your job. And that defense did it like, Holmes was not comfortable at all the whole damn game. Loved it. You can only imagine them, Oh, two 2-1, lightning up. Oh, I guess he scored. But, I mean, the, the thing to me is if anyone in the secondary takes another step up, I mean, Carlton Davis, I don't know if he can take another step up because he was pretty damn good last year.
0: Yeah.
1: If he takes another, it gets even better. It would be insane. SMB, Jamel Dean, they both are, we just put another Jamel Dean film study up. They get better, think about it. I think to me, I've been saying it pounding the table for him. Antigua Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's just gonna make an insane rise and literally prove to the NFL how good of a player he is. How heady he was in the first season. And like if you guys are watching the current in the current from the Buccaneers media staff, he dislocated his shoulder, I think the Denver game mm-hmm. and played throughout the season with something like that. I mean, feeling like it's going to pop out all the time. That's awesome. And imagine a whole year, again, like, like Tom Brady had learned the offense. Winfield Jr. had learned the defense and the speed of the game in the NFL. And now he knows it. Now he knows his defense. Now it's just how can he play with the other team? How can he play with the quarterback? Oh, I'm going to go over here. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rush in. No, I'm going to drop back and pick off your your ball. Like, I'm, I'm seeing – him doing that. Like he's going to take the stuff he did in college roaming all over that center field area and mm-hmm. just bring it to the NFL. I, I feel like that's truly what he's going to do. And you're going to see some spike up, especially with Devin white getting better. He's I've never been more proud to say I was wrong about a player. <laughs> than with Devin White. I mean, that dude just keeps getting better. I and mean, then how the, who the hell expected him to be that good in coverage in a playoff run.
0: Yeah. Not think? me. Not me. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I guess we just we can't we can't doubt
0: um LSU linebackers anymore. I mean we try to doubt Kendall Beckwith and then we try to doubt Devin White and it's like no they're they're good. Jason Light knows linebackers, he drafted two again this year. They're probably gonna be studs. Um <laughs> so you know we did film studies on them and we're like, oh well they can't do this or they can't do that. Well, no, it doesn't matter, they're they're gonna be good. Um, and I know people are talking about Joe Tryon. Uh, Yeah, just just wait and see. I mean, yeah, he's going to be just fine. And that's another athletic freak that you're adding to the rotation that I mean, he's going to face a lot of single matchups and have opportunities to just come on blitzes and be untouched. So it's going to be fun to just watch him play Um, him in the run game. He should be fine. I don't think that'll be an issue. Uh, Pass rush again. The arsenal is going to have to pick up and it's going to have to be developed. Uh, but he's learning from the best, and I, I think he's got a, a great opportunity, low-key, to have a, a very good year uh, in his rookie season. So, he'll have a lot of opportunities.
1: And so, actually, German-English so Tryon hasn't played football since 2019. Honestly, I'm not impressed so far. Maybe he'll be a baller. If you haven't seen our go, our film study of him, go check him out. We did two of them, actually, before the draft then after. Because I mean that this is one of the guys we really like going into the into the draft. Usually if we like a guy, we're gonna pound the table really hard for him. And like he was he's good. Let's put it that way. He, he brings that um power speed to power game. I mean, he's long, there's nothing he can't do really. It's just an athletic molded body where mold him how you want to. And this is a purpose of the situation learning mind, JVP and Shaq, technicians like that, athletic freak like JPP mold him into a great pass rusher. He doesn't have to be thrown into the fire to go get 10 sacks right now. So he can sit, learn. And like you just mentioned earlier, like he's got the mentality that he's learning. He's, he's knowing, I want to get better. Not just, I want to be a star right now. So many guys come in with that mentality. They go, I'm going to do this. I mean, it's great to have confidence. It's more of a plan to get to that point. I don't like the overly confidence without knowing you're, your plan of approach to get better, yeah, and that's blind. Almost. So sometimes, like with Jameis, like, oh, we do our job, we're gonna win. I'm like <laughs> blind thinking, like, see what the other team's doing and kind of beat that. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. I agree. But yeah, the, the more people, yeah, to me, Grant Stewart is more, even more, even more way, more, more valuable valid. than with being Mr. Mis- <laughs> irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Yeah, let's see what these linebackers can do. Like you mentioned, Jason Light knows linebackers. We've seen it over time. It's crazy. Yep. Johnny Dean, the development staff BA has put in place here should get a ton of respect for getting these guys all on track ahead of schedule. Take that one.
0: No, I agree. And that's why, I'm. you know, I've, talked a lot about Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I just feel like he's going to be that guy that takes that step that they're looking for Uh hint, hint. He'll be our next film study. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, that should probably be dropping hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to get that out as soon as possible. But with that said, yeah, I just, I feel like the staff, the, the, the large amount of people they have on staff, I think is a benefit again, being able to run those two practices that they like to do. And I think they'll probably do that again this year and being able to get 400 reps with guys that usually don't see the field i think that's a big benefit uh because it builds your depth uh so yeah i mean it's going to continue you're going to see the process continue to get better um and with these players continuing to grow and you're seeing a foundation being built like players are going to leave but then the next guy that steps in he's going to be ready to go and and be a a stud that's
1: what's going to happen yeah, I'm waiting for other teams to start taking what we do like the the amount of staff that, that the buccaneers have how big it is and then how many practice fields they have they try and use right it's insane uh so i mean i'm see, like usually this this copycat league not just on the field but they're going to look organizationally why, why are they succeeding? oh let's take that coach let's take uh this gm because they're doing something right. So teams will probably start inheriting this. Well, hey, let's see. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Johnny Dean and one more. Plus, you guys have film studying Wilcox. I just haven't seen anything on him. Yeah, we did. Yeah, plus kind of put it up. It's on our channel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go- again, there there wasn't much tape on him. It was hard to find tape. You had to go back to like 2017, 2018 uh, to really find games where he played significantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, he's a guy that has a lot of length, a lot of speed. Uh, there's a lot there to work with, but it's going to take time and development. Again, he's going to be a special teams guy first and foremost. That's when he that's where he's going to make the team if he does. Uh, it's the same thing with, you know, Grant Stewart, KJ Britt. Those guys, they have to be special team aces in the hole, pretty much.
1: I mean, adding about special team ace and stuff like that, so. We're talking areas where we can improve. So, Janie's kind of adding to it. Wait till the special teams plays better than last year. Coverage was lacking. Again, like you just said, special teams, aces, you got to be able to make tackles, especially against the Saints, who Ira Kaufman always likes to tell uh, (laughs) EA we don't do well against them. And hopefully Janie can start the offense in a better position. So, punt returns, kick returns, can he improve in that department? But also, can we improve in, like, against blitzes? especially against the Chiefs, who look like trash against them. Uh, it's the Saints, like, can we prevent these short little dump passes over and over and over again where the linebacker, outside linebackers remember to get to those zones and eliminate those short passes, not have a three-yard pass, go for 15 yards. Like, there's little spots where this team can clean up a lot and they can get so much better. And it's, again, I just mentioned earlier, it's scary to think, but there's a lot of areas where, Go back and look at our film studies of of like our week week against the Bears, where we got beat because we literally we just were dumb. It wasn't the Bears did anything special, they just continued to do the same thing and the Bucks didn't have an answer for it. Or just were dumb and they didn't get there at the right time. Uh another dumb loss. Like <laughs> the, the Chiefs, like how many times they're on our third downs. Yeah. Or short and short, we're doing long passes or trying to go for mismatches that aren't there. It's like there's a lot of areas they can, can improve. Mm-hmm. So hey, 17-0, let's not look at that. Let's just look how we can improve gradually, even though 17-0 does sound badass.
0: Oh, for sure. and it's a process. Again, this is a week to week league. Um, that's and I think Chris Godwin said, it. he's like, you know, that's not our goal to go undefeated. Our goal is to win another Super Bowl. So you know, okay. finding finding a way to get into the playoffs, get into the dance, finding a way to be your best self heading towards that championship game. that That's what's most important. You know, if undefeated happens, then it happens. But again, it's not going to be on their mindset. That is, that's not the end-all, be-all. Again, it's getting that second ring, maximizing this opportunity that you have in front of you. And, you know, obviously, I think they're very committed. They're hungry. They're they're seeing what Tampa's doing. I mean, we see the, the Lightning right now going for their second Stanley Cup in a row. You know, the Rays, you know, balling out again, trying to win their first championship or, you know, get back into that position. So there's a lot of things going on where, you know, they see the opportunity. They see what's in front of them. They know they have time for only, you know, a few more seasons. Now's the time to, to maximize it. <laughs>
1: Oh, but, So this is kind of funny X underscore 1K said the Giants game was If you're 82, that we won the game Barely, but we won it So it's yeah. stuff like that You can learn from where you barely got over it, Or the Saints where we got slaughtered Learn <laughs> yeah. all these stupid little Plays that you gave up chunk after chunk So many Areas where we could have been so much better We got mm-hmm. slaughtered that game That was embarrassing We yeah. still won the Super Bowl eight in a row Right <laughs> Uh let's see. <laughs> I talking stuff. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> hey, it's no surprise, man. You know, there's always gonna be those haters and NBC. Th- this is their last year of the, covering the NHL. And a lot of these guys yeah. they hate they hate Tampa. Like they can't stand a, a Florida team being where they are, being in this position. You know, they wanna see the the North teams, they want to see the Canaan teams in there. So yeah, definitely they're gonna cheer for
1: montreal and it's so sweet you mm-hmm. we could like i'm surprised with that I wonder with with that like the islanders mm-hmm. were all eight nothing we won the game eight nothing yeah i can't imagine i didn't, I didn't listen because it was a already bloodbath but i can't imagine what they were saying it's it's so dumb
0: oh they were they were saying like oh if the islanders do this they can get back into the game you know stuff like that they're they're just continuing to go on but uh yeah fun times
1: I mean, this small market crap is gonna be stupid. Like, are we really that small of a market? Maybe the Rays, because they just can't get well, bust
0: in the stands. Well, the Rays are just in a bad location, but people watch the Rays. I mean, they're the most one of the most watched teams in baseball. So, you know, it's the fans are there. Um, again, that's a whole nother subject. We could go on for hours, but but yeah, I mean it's just it's a fun time to be here in Florida and you know, cheer for these teams because this is just the start. Like we haven't seen anything yet. It's fun. Fun, yeah. fun guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, but with that said, let's, let's actually, let's call it now. So we all can enjoy the third period together. Well, on that guys, thank you so much for the interaction, talking it up with us, kind of going over again, the Tom Brady uh, relationship with BA and Leftwich, the defense, all these points. And I mean, yeah, this is a long off season. Hopefully we can get some more guests involved too, talking up stuff. You guys have any ideas? Always write us. Give us some comments. Give us your feedback. What do you got? Want to see? What do you want us to break down a little bit more? We always take your your points and kind of bring it into the show or into our channel. So please help help us in that way. I mean, any, anything you guys say, we take into consideration. But with that, I'm gonna pass over to Plus. But enjoy that lightning game.
0: Yeah, I agree with what Mark said. Again, we appreciate all the support. uh If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Uh, give us that like button again, comment what you think down below. Uh, We love hearing from you guys and we try to interact as much as possible as we can. Uh, So again, thank you guys. Everyone have a great night. Let's go lightning and until the next one.